Welcome to the NFL. Welcome to the NFL, rookie. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rookie Rundown on the DWZ Dynasty Warzone Network. As always, I am your rookie content provider, your host of this illustrious show, Dallas Hyder, and you can find me on Twitter at Salagalore. My name is spelled backwards with two L's, Galore. Guys, it's great to be here. We're in the thick of free agency. We're all in the thick of pulling our hair out because our team didn't sign our specific targets of interest that we thought would be great on our teams as our fantasy GMs, um, that type of thing for fantasy purposes. But I'm going to do a continuation rather than dive deeply into the overall, I want to say overall analysis and rookie fits for offensive fantasy football. Um, I'm going to wait off on that until all of the big name free agents are still on actual teams. Um, as of right now, there's been a little bit of a lull to where there's quite a bit of talent out there still in the NFL free agent pool that has not landed. We still have guys like Julio Jones. We still have guys like Jarvis Landry. We still have the impending trades of Baker Mayfield, the impending trades of Jimmy Garoppolo, um, the quarterback situations in Carolina. You have running backs that have yet to be placed like Leonard Fournette. Um, and then you have pretty much none of the tight ends in places either. We're still waiting on Gronk's analysis, which is realistically going to be back in Tampa Bay. But if for some reason he's not, OJ Howard is no longer in Tampa Bay. And thus there would be a new tight end to be targeting potentially in the draft with this nice draft class coming in. So like I said, I'm going to be focusing on some IDP fill-ins. Most of the big-name free agents on the defensive side of the ball have, in this capacity, been actually added to teams. Um, what I'm going to be doing this week, as opposed to last week, where I went over my favorite at each position for linebackers, defensive linemen, and my um, DBs, I'm going to be going into my draft pick fits for the defensive prospects in the rounds that I believe they're going to actually be taking them in. Um, so these are guys that I would love to see in this specific schemes on these teams with lots of voids that have popped up due to free agency. So I'll be talking about the free agent departures and attempted additions at the positions of need on the defense for six teams going into the players I think would be perfect fits in the general areas that they will be drafted in. So with no further ado, let's go ahead and dive in. The first one is probably not a shock. Um, I'm going to be going in <laughs> alphabetical order here. So uh, the Atlanta Falcons, they're in a rough spot right now. Um, with all the drama related to Matt Ryan, the team's kind of up in the air right now. Tried to trade him, tried to not trade him. No one knows exactly what's going on. But if they re-up him, that really hampers their ability to bring in any more free agents onto the team in this free agency period, most likely. Which, if that's the situation, you're looking at a lot of defensive additions in this year's draft with not a lot of picks. But the additions that they have done thus far this year in free agency, they've added Dennis Gardeck at linebacker and Casey Hayward as their outside corner. Um, those are the biggest defensive additions that they've made. As for losses, they've lost Foyer Alunkun, Dante Fowler, Jonathan Bullard are the three largest defensive losses thus far in free agency. So I know that may not sound very sexy, but just to put it on paper for you guys, um, they lost the league leader 
in the entire NFL and tackles out the door with Foye Alunco. A lot of people probably are not going to get that trivia question right at your local bar in about five years, um, but he led the league in tackles during last season. You're then also allowing your best pass rushing edge to now leave in Dante Fowler. I know he has been kind of a bust since coming into the league, but he has been productive and was productive for Atlanta last year when it came to pressures and QB hits. And then you lost Jonathan Bullard at linebacker, who's the best mainstay gap filler at Mike linebacker on the team. He's now gone. Um, so you're basically losing your Mike, your true weak inside linebacker in Voya Alunco, who's a tackling monster, and Dante Fowler, who actually applies the pressure. So as I said a little bit, there's holes abroad on the team, and it's destined for a top 10 pick once again next year. Um, honestly, they need to be focusing on the best player available strategy in this year's draft, in my opinion, and it's necessary for them to. But in the first and second, my favorite two fits or my targets at the defensive position, which I think they should be targeting as opposed to offensive weapons this early, would be a guy like Trayvon Walker out of Georgia who just blew, blew up the combine, blew up pretty much everything you wanted him to do at Georgia. And then in the second round, swinging back with a guy like as anyone who's listened to last week's episode, my favorite linebacker in the class just from a prospect and tape analysis um, aspect, not that he's a great pass defender at least, um, is Christian Harris out of Alabama. He's a true run stuffer. He's a true tackling machine, and I think that's what you need on this defense. You need a guy who's going to set the tone, and he's the type of player that can do it. So for Atlanta, those would be my two targets early in the first round in order to fix what they actually have whole-wise on their team due to free agency. The second team of note for me is Carolina. So two NFC South teams. Um, their biggest needs come with their cornerback position and their outside linebacker slash edge position. Um, they have different connotations for some of the players that they left, even though it's pretty much just an outside linebacker because they run a 4-3. Um, the additions that they've made are Mr. Damian Wilson, the former chief and former jag at linebacker, and Matt Ioannidis at um, defensive edge, technically, is who they've added. On another note, they have lost Hassan Reddick, Morgan Fox, Stefan Gilmore, and A.J. Bouye this offseason. Um, so just right off the bat with their losses, they've lost their two true outside corners and Stefan Gilmore and A.J. Bouye. They've re-signed Dante Jackson, but he's a speed press guy who's kind of a liability on the outside, to be real with you. Um, and then they lost their best press rusher, honestly, since Julius Peppers. I know anyone who loves Brian Burns can get out of my DMs because I know he's great, but I'm just saying Hassan Reddick, production-wise, put up the best season that anyone has put up on the team since Julius Peppers. So um, they lost a key role player at DT as well, making the front a priority and DB a true necessity on the team. And although their play style is man, um, they focus a lot on press. So speed and true athletes are always kind of going to be the targets that you're going to get in a Matt Rule offense and in a defense. Um, so when you're looking at Carolina, filling the offensive weapons in QB is going to need to be the first round interest, basically. They're going to draft a quarterback. They don't have an option, or they're going to trade for one and use that first round pick most likely to get him. Um, but the thing is, I'd assume that defense gets pummeled and, and pushed back because they don't have a lot of early picks due to some trades that they've made. They don't have a second or a third. They have one fourth and two fifths. And it is the first in the fifth round, but my targets on defense players for me in that 
general general uh, you know landscape would be Christopher Allen, the true edge out of Alabama. Um, he had an injury plagued season last year, missed a large portion of it, but the two years prior, he was an absolute force for Alabama and is kind of being slept on when it comes to that outside linebacker slash edge role right now. And then I'd be targeting a guy like Cordell Flott. You'll hear that name probably a lot from me in the next couple weeks leading up to the draft because out of LSU, he is a true, true, true press corner and he's damn good about it um he gets kind of swept underneath the rug because of Derek stingley jr but i do like him quite a bit moving on to the third team is one near and dear to my heart and one that it just sickens me what's happened so far in this actual free agency period when it's the chicago bears their two biggest needs on defense right now are the linebacker position and the cornerback position uh we've lost seven starters on defense this offseason that were starting games for us last year and have been sitting on our hands thus far um i honestly expect there to be a lot of budget signings soon to be out um to use and our early packs won't be going to our defensive um, holes in my opinion so expects us to pound linebacker and cornerback in the middle rounds um, pretty much all of our picks leading up to the third round are probably going to be going into but it has to be wide receiver and offensive line um, just based off of what we've lacked addressing thus far. Um, so when you look at our additions, we've added Nicholas Morrow. Um, he is a speedy linebacker, and I do like that addition. We're looking for speed to match with a guy like Roquan just to have that sideline to sideline attempting to basically fill two Darius Leonard roles with guys that can actually tackle. Um, he was having a very good season before missing all of last year with an injury. That's going to be a theme with a lot of their additions. I think this year's injury plagued guys. Um, and then they lost Artie Burns, Danny Trevathan, and Alex Ogletree. Um, like I said, not doesn't sound like big names, but Artie Burns, for the first time in his career, wasn't a liability on the team that he was on, i.e. the Bears last year. And then with Trevathan and Ogletree out, we've lost almost two-thirds of our team total tackles from the last two years combined that have walked out the door at the linebacker position. So our cornerback room is barren, and a Gilmore or Fuller signing is probably more likely than us burning an early pick on another DB. But my targets, honestly, um, are going to be in the fifth on defense, the fifth round. I'd be going after a guy like Jack Jones to fill our slot corner role. He's a true slot zone corner out of Arizona State University. And then I'd also be looking at a guy like DeMarco Jackson from Appalachian State. He's a true Sam linebacker. He's a tackling phenom, and he's a true guy that can, he's a big boy that can go up against tight ends when they need him. So if we're looking for a big guy that's good in coverage to kind of complement Roquan's all over the field deal that he does, since it's a very funnel um oriented defensive scheme with Eberflus, I'd be looking at a guy like DeMarco Jackson to surprise some people and maybe get drafted a little bit higher than people are anticipating. Going on to the fourth team, um, I actually hit a lot of teams in the NFC North just due to their defensive shakeups this offseason, but the Green Bay Packers is the team I'll talk about next. Their two largest need position-wise is at cornerback position and defensive line position. They have added Rasul Douglas this offseason as a true slot corner, but their outside corner is still a little bit of a question, and their slot corner position is also still a question because Razul Douglas, in all reality, is a strong safety, not a true slot. And then their losses have been Zadarius Smith on the defensive line, Kevin King, Isaac Yadam, both the slot corners. So like I said, they lost both of their slots. Um, they have no true replacement due to that weird position and up and down play, honestly, of Rasul Douglas. Last year was the first time he's actually performed well. And then outside of wide receiver, that 
slot corner position might be their biggest need on the team, to be real with you. Um, they lost a Pro Bowl level DN, but have a replacement in Rashawn Gary. So depth isn't really a huge deal on the defensive line, but it's about the second biggest need on the team, honestly, outside of that fight for uh, wide receiver slash cornerback. So you can expect wide receiver signings um, still to happen in the free agency period for Green Bay, as well as pounded probably with both of their first two first round picks. Um, but then I think it's all about slot corner in round two. And my targets would be two guys that are probably the two best slot corners in the entire league coming in this year. And that's Roger McCreary out of Auburn and Michael Wright out of Oregon. Um, they're just pesky guys that are always around the ball. They play a lot bigger than they are, and they're going to be relegated to the slot just due to size, whether or not that's correct or not. Um, guys like Elijah Molden last year proved that you can be very, very, very successful as a rookie, as a true slot corner. If you're physical, you hustle to the ball, and you know how to tackle. And that's exactly what you get in guys like Roger McCreary and Mike Heal, right? So looking at the third and final of the NFC North teams, I come to the Minnesota Vikings. Um, they have their biggest needs at defensive line and cornerback. And they have made absolutely zero additions to either one of those spots thus far in free agency as of recording at 9 p.m. on Sunday. Um, <clears throat> their key losses, however, have been Anthony Barr, Nick Vigil, Everton, uh, Everson Griffin, Patrick Peterson and Mackenzie Alexander. So that is a lot of big name star power that has ended up leaving this Minnesota defense with the regime change and the leaving of Mike Zimmer. They're changing the defense. They're changing it over completely, but they haven't made any signings really to say what they're going to be doing or how they're going to be doing that. There's massive holes to fill all over the roster on defense. They just have been re-upping offensive weapons this offseason with Kevin O'Connell coming in from the Rams. Um, there's multiple starter-level players leaving all at once on an already suspect defense. If you watched Minnesota at all last year, you saw a lot of blown leads and a lot of blown close games. And that's honestly what you could probably expect if they don't completely overhaul it in the draft. For me, defensive end and quarterback has to be the priority for the team in round one at pick 12. And for me, that pick comes down to either Jermaine Johnson out of FSU or Kyer Elam out of the University of Florida. So Jermaine Johnson is probably the most polished of all the D linemen coming out in this year's draft. He can do pretty much everything and he might be the most pro-ready pass rusher. I talked about him pretty heavily in last week's episode. And then going into Kyer Elam, he is actually a cornerback that I like quite a bit. He's not being talked about at all because he doesn't have as huge of a name as some of the other ones like the Derek Stingley Juniors or the Kobe Bryants or the Sauce Gardeners. But I actually like him probably pretty close to, if not on the exact same level as guys like that. So it's just kind of a hope he falls into a good spot. And if he goes to Minnesota with a new defensive coordinator, a new defensive system, and some good star power at the safety position like Minnesota has, I think it'll help any rookie corner quite a bit. Going into the last team of analysis on the rookie fits after the first week of free agency, we are left with the Seattle Seahawks. And it is probably no shock to anyone that I'm going to be talking about their defense, even though their offense is also now suspect with the addition of a guy like Drew Locke. So the additions that they've made thus far is Uchenna Nuosu out of Los Angeles Chargers, Sidney Jones from Philly, and Artie Burns actually from the Bears. Their key losses have been the incumbent Decade-long pro bowler and Bobby Wagner at the true Mike linebacker position. They also have cut Carlos Dunlap, Kerry Hyder, Benson Mayoa, and Rashid Green all from the defensive end position. 
They lost all the players of note along their D-line at the edge position, and now they need to replace all of that aging talent with youth shock and reproach, basically, since trading away Russell Winston will most likely alter the way that they attack free agency and attack their draft capital um, and draft picks, basically. Um, they lost the less, They also lost the best linebacker the last 15 years in general in the entire league, in my opinion, in Bobby Wagner. So I don't really know what's going on with the Seattle Seahawks right now, but for me, it's all about finding your new cornerstone quarterback of the defense at that Mike position that Wagner has been holding down for the better part of almost a decade and a half now. <clears throat> and then you have to use one of your early picks um, on that position for me. Um, with this draft class, my target after quarterback, which is realistically what they're going to be using the first round pick, which because of the stupid Jamal Adams trade, they do not have back-to-back picks in the first round, would be using your second round pick on a guy like Chad Muma out of Wyoming. He's not the most athletically gifted guy that you're going to see play the position, but he does everything right. He's very, very good with his ball skills at intercepting pass breakups and coverage. And he doesn't miss tackles. <clears throat> so when you're looking to replace a guy like Bobby Wagner, that's exactly what you're looking for. Um, the rest of the game can kind of come to you, but he needs to be able to do a little bit of everything, and that's what you get with a guy like Chad Muma. So just recapping, um, the six teams that need probably the most defensive help after the first week of free agency in my eyes are the Atlanta Falcons, the Carolina Panthers, the Chicago Bears, RIP, the Green Bay Packers, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Seattle Seahawks. Every other team has basically targeted direct and essential needs on their team and holes on their team and attempted to fill them thus far. And that's how you, I think, personally, how free agency period should work. You should go for need in free agency and then draft best player available. It's usually the best, and that's usually what we see the best type of GMs do. Um, but there's a lot of time left. Like I said, there's a lot of good talent left on the defense and on the offensive side. And I'd love to chat about any of that with you guys in the future. Um, this has been a kind of a quick hit around this one, but if you have any specific rookie IDP questions or specific rookie in general draft questions, feel free to start hitting me up in the DMs or in the Dynasty Warzone Patreon, guys. Um, it's going to start really heating up here after free agency and all the big names actually do fall off. I'll start doing my true positional fits by division over the next couple of weeks to break those down. I'll be dropping my final and only mock draft for the actual rookie class, as well as my final rookie rankings prior to the NFL draft. And then it's pretty much just draft time, guys. So I'm excited to start diving into that stuff. We're a little over a month away from the NFL draft, and I know all of you are just as excited as me. So as always, I've been your host, Dallas. You can find me again on Twitter at Salad Galore. And until next week, this has been the Rookie Rundown. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak